Ask the Podcast Coach for December 28th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. For the last time, it's the music in 2019. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. We are here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to jump into the conversation, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And speaking of joining, joining me from theaverageguy.tv, the one and only Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Yeah, the last Saturday. Gosh, where did 2019 go? Wow. Like, it's done. It's, it's really weird because I always talk about how don't get wrapped up in your stats and stuff. But when I do, like I purposely sat down and I made a spreadsheet. I started this this year where I made a, a spreadsheet that has the seven day total, the 30 day total and the title of the episode to kind of judge growth. And it was interesting looking back at all the titles of you know, like, here's what I covered. Here's who I interviewed and things like that. Cause you kind of forget, you just keep like next episode, next episode, next episode. And so you sit back and um, you look at stuff and, you know, we, I always kind of quote how comparison uh, it's the Theodore Roosevelt quote, the uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And I looked at January and compared it to December. Like how, how much did I grow? Cause I think last year I had grown like 3%, which makes sense. Cause podcasting is growing about 3%. And my growth was kind of, uh, mm, well, like not not much at all, really. I mean, it was a little bit. And it kind of like sucked the wind out of me. I was like, really? I'm not growing, really? And and then I compared my numbers to the previous year. And it was up like nutso, like oh, nice. crazy. So it was like, okay, from January to December, but from January to January, it was up quite a bit. So, and it is kind of funny. I went back and looked at January numbers, um, from the last couple, I always get a big spike in January because everybody decides to start a podcast and that whole nine yards. So kind of, kind of the year of the haircut too, if to use Todd Cochran's uh, phraseology yeah. where all, IAB certification came in for a lot of podcasters. And as these hosts went IAB, I think everybody kind of took a haircut of 25 to 30%. That's true. Like, That's a good, you know, you know what? Thank you, Jim Collison. Yes, that's another really good point. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, so don't be too discouraged by your numbers. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I don't know if I've grown this year. I don't know if I've cared enough to grow. That's me. Like, it's just, I've, I love my audience. I love what we're doing. I love Home Gadget Geeks. I love doing Ask the Podcast Coach. We've got great uh, engagement. Um, I, I'm getting notes from listeners who are actually saying things that back to me that I said, so I know they're listening. You know, I made a comment the other day about uh, uh, something I'm a format I'm going to change on my show, and within a day or two, I had an email out back to me like, "Oh, I'm disappointed you're going to do that." And I thought, okay, that's audience engagement, right? They listened to what I was saying, and so nice. that's the kind of stuff I'm. I, I think that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. I think. In 2020, I'm also going to try and do a better job of just connecting to the listener. Like, I'm still in that sweet spot of 600 to 1,000 each show, which is a really good number to be able to go back and have conversations. Having a conversation tomorrow uh, with one of my listeners. And I think I'm just going to try and do that more often where I actually do this face-to-face, Dave. Right before the show, you and I were comparing things. We're showing each other what we were doing on our sites. 
And uh, they were like, oh, crap, we, we actually have to do a show. Like, yeah. we had gotten kind of wrapped up in that. And you're like, hey, it's 1030. We, we need to get moving. It's more of those kinds of things that I think I want to do. I'm going to spend more time with people. Yeah, uh, we have Keenan asked a question in the chat room. I'm trying to set up my podcast to take viewer call-ins. Boy, that sounds like me. This is what I've been, I try to do this for years. Mm-hmm. Via mm-hmm. Skype number, I'm looking for a program to do call waiting. Callinstudio.com. I can have callers waiting while I chat with another caller briefly. We have tried this twice. Ask, ask Jim. Yeah. This yeah. is this has been my dream to be Phil Donahue and go, is the caller there? And it's um, I, because we have a chat room. It, I mean, without question, my audience answered and said, hey, we like the chat room. It's a lot. I don't know why we're audio yeah. people, but they've just... We all did chat on occasion. He said, pointing at the little scrolly thingy at the bottom of the screen. If you want to jump in, ask the podcastcoach.com slash join. And I would say we get maybe three people a month, maybe that jump yeah, into the call. Yeah. You think last week, last week we had two, but yeah. that was super unusual. Yeah. So it's one of those things where uh, it, you kind of have to take the mentality of, I don't care how they ask their questions. I just want their questions. So um, also keep in mind, with the call waiting thing, it's you need almost another computer to run that and then run it. So it added a whole another level of uh, mixing things down with me with so that Jim could hear the caller and I could hear the caller. I actually had to go out and buy a separate board because I had to run not one but two mix minuses. And then nobody used it and it was costing me about $10 a month, which was much cheaper than Blog Talk Radio. But in the end, I just went, you know what? Return on investment here. A lot of time, a lot of technology. And I just went, you know what? They're happy with the chat room. So, Well, I, I think about think about your listeners. Like Colin used to work because people listen on the radio yeah. and they had no way to interact with you. Typically, if they're listening to you in podcast form, they're not going to call you because the show's over. If they're listening to you live. They're probably listening on their phone, maybe, but most likely on their computer. Like that's, we get a lot of live action that way. And then it just kind of makes sense. Give them a computer way to, to interact with you. Or in this case on your phone, they could, we've had several come in on via, by, you know, via video on their phone. I'm not sure people want to make phone calls anymore. Yeah. Like I, it just is, I can't get anybody to answer the phone. I don't answer the phone. I don't like making phone calls. I want to chat. Uh, like, all my support, you know, it's Christmas time, right? So we're sending things back or getting, yeah. you know, support. I want, I want a chat feature available. So yeah, I'm not sure. I know that's kind of an old eighties, nineties throwback to the phone. Like I want people to call in now. Don't get me wrong. I think there's some genres where this still works and sports, maybe one of those where you, it still could work. Hey, your, your, um, you know, your mileage might vary. Right. But I'm with you. I'm kind of like, uh, call in now. I don't know. I don't know if it works yeah. anymore. Uh, if you want to, 234-542-0893. That's 234-542-08. And that's my Google voice number. Oh, I don't, my um, gosh. I guess I could have uh, set up my, because uh, I have an 800 number. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. And, and I do have the roadcaster. So, I have, my, I just plugged my phone into that. Boom. But, um, you know, or you can just go and ask the podcastcoach.com slash join and you can jump in to the um the call right here but i know i trust me i wanted it so bad and it was uh, that was the other thing that was kind of weird without a call screener because like glenn the geek uses call in studio and he has his wife who will pick up the phone 
and say, hey, what would you like to talk to Glenn yeah. about? And they'll say, oh, yeah. I want to talk about saddles. So she can say, Steve on line two, which there's only one line, whatever, wants to talk mm-hmm. about saddles. So then Glenn can go, hey, joining us right now is Steve. I couldn't do that. I didn't have a yeah. call. So I'm going, right. ending in 9547, yeah. you're yeah. on with Dave and Jim. What do you want? And then they'd go, Baba Booey. And it was like, yeah. Well, and if Glenn's doing it, I mean, maybe it still does work, but I think maybe the conditions, yeah. one, he has a morning show. It's the same time every day, he, right? It's just like radio. Yeah. And two, he's got a screener. I think you're right. I think yeah. having that technology might help. And he's also not doing, I think he uses, um, not Spreaker, but the other one, Mixler to Excellent. stream live. So there is a chat room there, but I think most of his audience is listening on a website. It's it's a little different setup than this. So Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I it's you certainly can do it. Uh, I I think your mileage might vary based on your audience size. Glenn's audience is pretty big too. Yeah. Oh. And I think to and get in, the, you know, to get somebody to actually call, I think you have to have a pretty large audience. Yeah. And yeah. they're majorly engaged over there because they yeah, all. Yeah. He's, he's no, just, Keenan, it's a it's a good question. We we've worked on that a lot here. It just has never really worked for us. So. Give it a try. Those there are some technologies that can make it work, but um, but yeah. don't be surprised if it's a struggle. It's it's hard. Yeah. Um. There's a thing over at Podcast Business Journal that I thought we could kind of go through. Uh. It's he's been asking. Ed Ryan has been asking uh, all these different people the the podcast crystal ball, and it's he's he's kind of gone John Lee Dumas on us where everybody got the same like seven or eight questions. So I thought we could go through these. And of course, if you guys have any questions along the way, feel free to uh, to chime in. Uh, but how, Jim, how would you summarize podcasting in 2019? You know, it was a year I predicted. So, you know, Ross does these predictions yeah. every year. And last year I said this would be the year of dynamic ad insertion. Somebody would get it right and, um, and, and do it well. And I think, I don't know if that's totally true, but... I think 2019 was a year we kind of figured out dynamic ad insertion and most of the major players have it in some form or fashion and it's, it's being utilized uh, fairly correctly. What, what I don't think it did, you're, you're not hearing those notifications. Are you coming through? No. Okay. Good. What I think it did is, is really set us up for consolidation in the advertising space. So today the advertising space is still very dispersed, very, uh, still kind of convoluted for, for podcasters, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of still hard. Um, but I think all this consolidation and, or all this work of getting dynamic ad insertion working and podcasters understanding it better, I think it sets us up for a 2020 consolidation. So I think there'll be some purchase, some more purchases that happen. We'll get, we really need to get down to two or three companies actually doing this and doing it well to for it to actually work. So if, if you ask me 2019, I think it was kind of the, the, it was kind of that year. I would say, I, I still think the, the big story was probably the whole Spotify thing because they just came in and just like blew also like, I, I, I still don't understand the anchor purchase, but you know, that might make sense in a couple of years when they do something with it or whatever. But um, i trying to think of what else really, you know, went down and just well, the fact that Spotify showed that, uh, that Apple is not invincible. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was a year, I think we were all pleasantly surprised. We used to say Apple owned, you know, 90% of the market and now it's 60% of the market. And who's eaten into that? It's been all Spotify, right? For the most part. Yeah. It's also, Dave, and, and I don't have any numbers to prove this, but off the top of my head, just anecdotally, 
I would say anybody who created their own player and is charging for it or created their own player, Westwood one or, or right. podcast one or some of those, I think have, they have not made any traction in those, in that space. I don't think the proprietary player has made any, has made any headway. And I don't think people rushed to those to have them. I was thinking about that the other day. I, uh, was listening to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, Conan does a really good job with his advertisements. And I, and to me, there are a lot of advertisements in his show, but he does kind of, it's not the same thing over and over and that whole nine yards. And it dawned on me that they're trying to get you to join stitcher premium and get it ad free. And I'm like, but your ads aren't annoying. So it's almost like you need to do your ads worse so i really want to get i mean there are a lot of them that's the only thing it's like about every time he gets in the middle of a cool conversation it's like hey let's talk about you know me undies and i'm like really like okay um so i thought that was interesting because i when i was doing all my research for my book i had a few people that said that advertising free uh episodes isn't like that doesn't get people on patreon it doesn't you know and i just thought Hmm. I'll be interested to see. Yeah. I'm, I know right now we talked about it last week and I still can't remember their name there. It's a, it's the one with the stupid yellow uh, logo that I can never remember. Luminary luminary is, is running their sale. And I'm kind of like, Hmm. I wonder if that's because they need the money or if they're just trying to get the word out there or what. Yeah. I'm just not sure that that mode, that method's going to work. Well, that's, that's the, uh, it's one of the questions here. Was um, I guess we kind of did that. What what surprised you the most about 2019? I think that was mine. Was just the the Spotify. The hey, the 51 percent that we reached yeah. uh, is a good number. And I was I was reviewing that number again. I was speaking a couple of weeks ago at a at a just just a media event, a, a PR event. And I, I brought that Edison slide up and boy, I wish I was a Google or a Gallup number, but mm-hmm. I brought that Edison slide up and um, I was like, wow, we, when you start stringing 15 years together and you see that growth curve, we, we've got some really nice momentum. I think 2020 could be a year where that jumps. Like now we start to see a, a little more of the hockey stick, right? Don't you think? I do. And I know, and here's why though, because the phrase podcasting is getting very blurry. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I watch mm-hmm. the thing that I, at the beginning of the year, I never would have guessed I do. I watch, I'm going to say YouTube is now about 25% of the things I watch on my TV because I'm getting YouTube now through fire TV. And so I can go in and I've, I've subscribed to a bunch of channels and I love it because there are times when I'm like, all right, I, I I got 10 minutes to eat my dinner. Let's just turn on something on YouTube. We'll watch a couple of videos and I'm done. I do that a lot to where I used to watch part of a movie or whatever on Netflix. And so I've started consuming a lot of YouTube and more and more people are calling YouTube podcasts. And I think that's why we're going to see that number like go from, you know, I think last year we had 7%. I could see, you know, 10%, maybe even more because unless they say, like, unless they go hardcore on, you know, what did you listen to via an RSS feed, blah, 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 which they're not. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to see that number of, oh, yeah, I've listened to podcasts all the time. Oh, really? What's your favorite app? YouTube. I think we're going to see that a lot in 2020. Yeah. 
but but two pretty big different genres in the YouTube space versus YouTube versus podcasting. So I can't, and trust me, I've tried and this. I don't, don't tell anybody did this. So this is all between us. Cone right. of silence. I've tried watching YouTube or listening to YouTube videos in the car yeah. as I'm traveling. And it's just, it's impossible. It's a whole different when I'm watching the YouTube content that I normally watch the upstate, you know, somebody building something or somebody mowing something or somebody doing something, right? That's not car consumable. That's not content designed to be listened to. It's designed to be watched where a lot of times like this content right here, we don't care if anybody watches it, to be honest with you. Every once in a while we show something, but for the most part, people consume this with their eyes closed or in the car. And those are two big distinctions. Now, YouTube finds a way to stop worrying about it being, you know, visual and and created an RSS, their own RSS feed and encouraged audio only. They would crush it in podcasting, right? They absolutely could. People, millions are already there. They're too concerned about their ad revenue. Uh, and all the only way that YouTube's ad revenue works is visually. They don't have any kind of audio yeah. set up right now today, right, to, to be able to do audio ads. They go audio only and go ads and make their app friendly. It's game over. I mean, they begin to they begin to take over the podcasting world. But I think there are two distinct like, hey, I want to watch this or I want to listen to this. And those are two very different places that I listen from. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says my kids love Critical Role. When I ask yeah. what they were watching on YouTube, he says I'm watching my podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. No, right on. My, my daughter loves that show and they watch it. Yeah, Hal and Philly says, I think Stitcher Premium is worth it. I like the original content and access the Mark Marin archives. That is the one thing. If somebody said, why would I join Stitcher Premium? It's because I want to go listen to the first year of Mark Marin when he was literally having people on his show that hated his guts were the <laughs> best. Uh, and he was going through. I remember when he, uh, the whole Carlos Mancia thing was going down with him stealing jokes and Robin Williams admitting that at one point he stole jokes. It was a really the first season of that show, first season, whatever the first year was uh, was great. Is he still doing? Is Mark still doing a podcast? He I is. Mean, I, I thought about that too because there are so many shows now that like for a while, like he was the king of podcasting. Adam Carolla was the king of podcasting, mm-hmm. and now it's Joe Rogan. And it'll be interesting to see like how long Joe can hang on to that crown before. Because Joe was doing things like he wasn't like Mark Marin does. I don't know, maybe a 45 minute interview. Joe was doing a three hour interview in some cases, if you can hold his attention. And I think eventually people are just going to go, yeah, it's just Joe being Joe. And you know, I hear a lot of people do what I do, which is like, oh, I look and see who he's interviewing. And then I listen. I don't know how many is apparently he has a bunch of people that uh, but do that. Um, Mystic uh, Mystic Max says, do you think podcasters are are too worried about numbers? That's all I hear about. Yep. I, I, I talked about that a little bit earlier where I compared my January 2019 numbers to December and they didn't really go up a whole lot. And then I compared like December 2019 to December 2018 and my numbers have gone up quite a bit, like more than because I expect three to five percent because that's what podcasting is doing. It grows about three to five percent every year. And anything above that was was gravy and January to January was like nuts. So, uh, and that's where you can kind of shoot yourself in the foot. There are many other things to, to judge um, in terms of if you're running a business, if you're, you know, growing your network, there's all sorts of other ways besides the, uh, 
Yeah, but it's still an important number. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's the dopamine we need to keep doing this thing. Otherwise, you're kind of like, well, why am I doing this? I see this in the Facebook group all the time now of like, hey, I've been doing this two years and I've got 50. <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong? And and I, I think there are some, it, it's an indicator of some. Are they spending too much time? Look, at, spend as much time as you need as your podcast. Yeah. We should stop judging in this kind of thing. Like, if you want to obsess about your numbers, obsess about them. It's your choice. You can do it. Now, is it the most productive thing to do? Well, I don't know. Is it? That's the question you have to ask yourself. If obsessing about your numbers is is causing you to be, you know, is causing you to be a better podcaster, then obsess about them. This is the time of the year for me where I start obsessing about my budget. Why? Because it's the end of a year, yeah. right? And my obsession causes me to do some pretty good things in my budget. And so it sets me up for the next year. And like just this year, I figured out I was meeting with my money guy yesterday and I figured out how to pay off one of my kids' student loans. And I'm like, nice. oh, hey, that's pretty great. I mean, yeah. talk about a dopamine hit, you know. <laughs> so if because you're like, oh, man, this is great. One less payment. and I can snowball that on to the next one. But if it's if the obsession is causing you to be unproductive, stop doing it. You know, if, if, but if it's, if it's helping you get in there and, and figure it out. Yeah. What I did was I, I and I just started this at the beginning of, of last year where I have a, I have a date. I have a column for how many downloads did this episode get after seven days? How many downloads did it have after 30? And then I have the title. And what I did now that I have almost a full year is I got the average of the seven day and the average of the 30 day. And then I made a cute little chart because I'm a nerd and I love Excel. And it showed how many, like how many were above the average and how many were below. And for some reason in April, I had a little bit of an uptick. And in July, I had like three episodes. One was about interviews and the other one was about making money. Hey, what do people ask about in podcasting a lot? So those had a pretty decent growth. And did, uh, it, did it change your behavior? Dave? I mean, as you looked at it, did no. you get, have, make some decisions? See, then it's just eye candy at that point, right? Yeah, it was that, that I was looking at it. I'm like, is there anything? I, I just thought in some cases I might, and I might go back and change these. I thought, you know what? That's not a really great title. That, that was the other thing I liked is I could see the titles that I had. And I was like, you know what? It was cute at the moment, but that doesn't really explain what the heck that interview was about or things like that. So uh, I think it's good to, we always talk about this, to kind of step back every now and then. The other thing I, I, you know, we've never thought of, what you should check is whoever your website is through and whoever your media host is through and anything else that you're paying for, double check the expiration on the credit card on phone. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. I had somebody this week, they're like, hey, Apple pulled my show. I'm like, why? And I'm like, oh, because your credit card's expired. And right. When you don't pay your media host, your feed doesn't work. So. But uh, uh, what, uh, let's see, some other things here from Podcast Business Journal. What disappointed you the most in 2019? I don't know if I've had many disappointments that was me. around podcasting. I, I think, um, you know, getting to go, getting, getting to go, listen to me, that's, that's good English. Yeah. Um, with the opportunity to go to podcast movement, I think I was, I, it, it was a great year for, I think it was a great year for podcast, podcasting and podcasters. Lots of great technology, lots of great things coming, lots of exposure in the media. There's just not a lot to be disappointed. I know chat room while you're while you're talking, Dave. Chat room. Anything I'm missing as far as being disappointed, or maybe my glass is half full. But Dave, what about you? Yeah, I just looked at it and was like, well, we all want more downloads, and you know, I was. I guess my probably my biggest my biggest disappointment is because it was also my biggest like, oh, cool, was Google. 
like the Google podcast app still doesn't have downloads in it and they still have Google play. And I'm like, can you just clean it up over there? Um, So that was, if I bump into anybody at any event at Google, I'm going to like, guys, Google play needs to go behind the barn, get rid of it. Just take it down, kill it. Okay. So now that you said that, maybe that would be the one disappointment is Google can't get their act together. They could be a big player in the space, you know, we mentioned earlier, Hey, Spotify has come on and taken 30, 40% of the market share, man, that is, that was, we, we all thought nobody could unseat Apple. Like, no, Apple's always going to be the major player. They're the big player. Spotify comes along in a couple years, takes a third. Google is in the perfect spot to be able to do this. They just don't have focus over there. They, they're, they run themselves like they're a nonprofit in all these spaces. (laughs) And you're like, um, guys, uh, you could have actually done something. So yeah, I guess if that, that would be a good disappointment. It's like Google could do better. Well, and take the team from Google play and combine them with Google podcasts. And you know, now you can get twice as much done, I would think. So, so that's the one person from Google play <laughs> and, the and, the, person. And, and the two guys from Google podcast. Two- <laughs> yeah. Double the staff. It'd be awesome. Well, even at podcast movement, the Google team that was there, I think half of them were contractors. Like they were not even real Google employees. You know, you're like, Hey, you go ask him a question. Like, Oh, let me go ask Bob or who, who was the one guy that actually knew something? What was his name? Michael Brandon. I don't know. Anyways, it, it, it was one guy. And I think the rest of them were just hired to be there to, to funnel things in. So it's just, that's disappointing for sure. Carrie says her only disappointment was her inability to keep up with consistent episodes. Yeah. It's that whole life thing. Doggone yeah. it. Lots of great content. Um, no breakouts. 2019 didn't really have like a breakout podcast, I don't think. Right? Dirty, do, do you think? Dirty would, would John, there, maybe? Yeah. And, or maybe it's the rise of Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah. uh, he this that might be the one the one big story for it. But there's no, I didn't get a feeling like there was a serial this year. Yeah, like, there wasn't one. Oh, oh, you have to hear. I, I did yeah. hear. There's something in Australia that I still haven't listened to. It was like teacher's pet or something like that, that I guess in Australia is just like everybody was talking about this podcast. And Josh Liston told me about it like twice. And I'm like, I need to listen to that. And, uh, and I never did. Um, most overused phrase in 2019. For me, it's, it's uh, the Netflix of uh, podcasting. <laughs> if something else comes out and says, we're going to be the Netflix of podcasting. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. What is the most overused phrase? Yeah, I don't know. I know you were referencing Ross's post about predictions. Yeah. What three things do you expect to happen in in 2020? Well, let's um let's review yours first. Okay. How about I share how about I share your my screen yeah. and I'll let's put that up one second here. I wasn't quite ready, but we'll throw that up. So you had said podcast listenership among Americans will grow by 8% setting a new, uh, a new record for yearly growth. Um, I, that, that's a pretty safe. I yeah. think Dave. that's a pretty safe <laughs> Ooh, podcasting is going to grow. You it maverick. Grew, <laughs> it grew about 7%. that pace, yeah. right? About that pace for, um, do you think, what, what do you think that would accelerate that if we were to ask, okay, so to go beyond eight or get a 10% lift, what kind of thing or things do you think would need to happen for that to go faster? It's, this is my new thing that has, I'm a dog with this bone. I won't let it go. Perceived value. 
Like some people won't bend down and pick up a quarter, but they'll bend down and pick up a dollar. Why? Because they can see the value in that. And it goes back to the Webster. Uh, Tom Webster did that one where um, people are like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm missing. Like, is there anything of value over there? So I, we somehow need to convince people that it's all not two guys with their phone eating pizza in the mall. And yes, that was a real podcast. I think that perception's gone, though. I, I really do. I, I don't think people think it's you know two guys in a basement anymore. I I, I think <laughs> they moved the, to the mall. <laughs> well, they're, eating, they're eating pizza in the mall now. Um, I think the the Joe Rogan, the Mark Marin, the yeah. ones we, that we mentioned, the cereal, right? The the NPR. I mean, I think if one thing we can thank NPR for kind of breaking down that and producing some really good, whether it's Radio Lab or whatever, right? of continuing to push some really good content. It would have been easy for NPR to bow to the weekly kind of pressure and produce. Okay. Even NPR would have produced really great weekly podcasts, Mm -hmm. but many of them are well-researched, well-funded and they won't settle for, for average. Yeah. They're just, they, they make really good things. So I, I think, um, you know, the, the, perception isn't there anymore that podcasting is for the nerds i think i think we it has reached a mainstream audience today i think there's too many options to get to it and Mm. options equal confusion and so you know again google's problem you get on an android phone which is which is the market leader in the phones right surprisingly and Okay, I have to. I have to like. I have to get a book out to explain to people on Android. Yeah. How do you listen to it? They want to, but how, how do I do that? Google, you missed it. Like you on an iPhone, you're like, hey, purple icon, put that, hit search, search for what you want. You are in. Yeah. Here Not it's so like on Android. Here it's like you you search for it. Be sure to put the word podcast, and then if it comes up, click on subscribe, and then this new yeah. icon is going to show up somewhere on your phone. Yeah. yeah, it's a mess in, in that area. It's a mess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. uh, Brett says my prediction, there'll be more podcast award shows than podcasts mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those have gotten real popular. Well, the, the networks are consolidating, right. In some ways and they need to add value. iHeartRadio sees this as an opportunity to get it. They, they've got the biggest network by, by far on the radio side. Yeah. And they've, they've, they've got some mojo and somebody woke up over there at iHeartRadio and said, Hey guys, <laughs> We, we could dominate the podcast space if we just put, paid a little attention to it. I think it's good for podcasting that iHeartRadio spending millions on advertising. Now, are they the number one? No. Yeah, I don't know. They're still spending tons of money on advertising to get that word podcast out there, right? I, I forgot my phone yesterday in my car, which is kind of like going outside naked. When it <laughs> dawns on you as you're backing up and you're like, wait, where's, oh man, my phone's no. in the... And I actually yeah. had to listen. And sure enough, as I'm driving along, it's like, listen to this show, you know, catch the whole yeah. show, whatever it was, Phelps and Jones in the morning, you know, on your iHeartRadio app. And I was yeah. like, ah, God bless them. Sunday nights on on most of the iHeart stations is podcasts. They they play, they find some pie. Now, yeah. it's all self-serving. And I mean, there's all those things right. that go into it. But the fact that they continue to use the word podcast at yeah. iHeart, I think is positive for us. Yeah. Uh, your your prediction was ad insertion models continue to get better and most podcast hosts have at least one way to monetize via ads. Yeah. I, I think we just, we got to the spot where ads are, are finally here and, and they're working for the most part. 
for a lot of people. Are they worth it? Is CPM the way to do it? That's a whole nother conversation, but um, at Gallup, we're considering doing our own ads and then using dynamic ad insertion to make sure the most recent, you know, we do an annual summit every year. Mm-hmm. It would be great to go back to episodes that I know are being listened to from 2015 and insert the ads in that are applicable to today, whether that's a pre-roll. Most likely they would be pre-rolls because our post-rolls are already at the end of the show. I already load them up with CTAs. So, um, I, yeah, I, that's, that's kind of where, kind of where I'm at today. Ross, by the way, Ross, great job on putting all of this, um, together. You can see, uh, um, putting all this prediction stuff together and, uh, it, it was done really, really, really well. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's Ross, of course. <laughs> he always does a great I job. I, well, he 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 ups his game every year. Yeah. Like it, it just 160 of these. He he made wow. graphics for a. I would I would yeah. Uh, you know I, um. I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Ross after that. So uh, Ross, it would be awesome for him to share with us at some point what this time? does for him. Well, but what's the return? Like how? Not only I'm sure there's hundred hours put into this thing. Like it, 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 he pinged me back in early November for this, I think, but what's the value of it from an SEO perspective or for his podcast? Where does he perceive the value? Um, he puts a lot of work. A lot of podcasters ask, how do I get more listeners? Yeah. This is a Ross does this get you more listeners when you do this prediction. And then he is my God, there's nobody better promoting than him. So yeah. Um, Miss Eileen says, I have Lexi in the car. Um, Amazon Echo Auto. Man, nice. I haven't played with that yet. Uh, I just talk on my phone. Yeah, Hard to get. Uh, Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. I hope 2020 will bring opportunities for any podcasters to make podcasting a full-time job. Me too. Um, The uh, Mystic Max says, uh, the problem I see a lot of books and videos talk about uh, making a lot of money in podcasting. They don't talk about content or audio quality. Yeah, it's um, you know, I, my favorite Gary V line. He was talking about how he goes, you know what? I can tell you the truth in a book that costs you nine bucks. He goes, and nobody will believe me, but you'll go spend two thousand dollars to pay to hear what you want to hear. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to spend mm-hmm. a lot of money to go. All you have to do is follow your dream and crush it. And great content raises to the top. They don't say what great content is. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of people want to make it sound easy, and it's it's not. Um, Kyle says, prediction for 2020, content wars begin. Big media will headhunt and pay small podcasts to add to their portfolio. We've kind of seen that with Luminary. Yep. yep. I mean, if I if somebody handed me a check from Luminary, I'd cash it. I'd put it in the bank and would you exclusively, so say they, they bring ask the podcast coach, they say, Hey, we want to buy that and take it to luminary. And that's the only place people are going to listen to it. Do, I, you, do you say yes to that? The the tricky part of that is, can I start a similar show and have it public? Like if they go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you $2 million to do ask the podcast coach on luminary. And you have to take down all your other podcast related shows. Hmm. And that's where I go. Two million dollars is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And I'm You'd like, say yes to that. I would for say sure, yes right? to that. Yeah, because yeah, they were yeah, they were paying yes millions of dollars to people depending on who it was. So yeah, 
Um, I mean, they wouldn't, but if they did, it would sure be nice. Yeah. Um, I guess Miss Eileen has a post. She has a prediction on Ross's post. Oh, I don't know if you can dig look. that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Mystic Max says for him, it's about the message. He has a ministry podcast and that's, it really is. I think a lot of people forget about that. It's because we do talk a lot about monetization. In some cases you benefit by meeting people who like the same things you like. To me, that's huge. It gets overlooked. It can be, um, you know, there's all sorts of ways to benefit from podcasting. Miss Eileen said live video platforms will find new ways to measure engagement and influence beyond metrics like hearts and likes Emphasis will shift towards interactive features like polls, stickers, and tips. Live is fun. And, you know, we've talked about it all year. Uh, StreamYard is just crushing it. I really like their their tool. And uh, we were talking earlier about um, the uh, doing the whole call-in thing. The one thing about live, at least for us, that has helped as he looks up and sees that he has 32 people watching right now. We do this every Saturday at 1030 Eastern standard time. Ask the podcast coach.com slash live. If you're like every Thursday, every Wednesday, well, we'll do it whenever we can get around live. You got to be, you know, so people know uh, that they can find you at a certain time. So, uh, yeah, and then Miss Eileen says it is a little more about live streaming than podcasting, but that kind of goes back to some people say that's the same thing. So uh, Michael Delaney says Dave Jackson, who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, I got Kyle's up. If oh, you want to throw oh, his, cool. you want to throw his in there. Twenty twenty uh, will be the year of the professional creator getting jobs and contracts from previously unknown studios to be refined and pitched as TV and movies for Amazon, Netflix. And Apple TV, not a bad prediction, actually. Yeah, I, there, yeah. I think we're going to see just because that one event I went to where they said that you can do a whole, uh, what was it? You can do a whole series of a podcast for the cost of a one TV pilot. So I could see people putting out a series of podcasts to see if it gets any legs. And if it does, let's turn it into a TV show kind of use it as a testing ground. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, I think we're probably going to see more. Uh, I, I think if I was in radio, I think I would definitely have a podcast because it's only a matter of time until somebody changes the format on my station and I get canned and it would be nice to get another job saying, well, I've got a bunch of people listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think, um, traditional media is out of ideas. I mean, this is why we have 15,000 Avenger movies uh, from Marvel. Like the superhero genre is, is a little long in the tooth and man, you, you start watching movies. We, I, I watched fast and the furious Hobbs and Shaw, which was super good, but mm-hmm. it's really just a fast and furious movie. Like it's bl- things get blown up. People get killed. Good guy wins in the end, right? There's no new, there's no new ideas. I think uh, to whoever's point who said that was that uh, that was Kyle to say um, podcasting is a space where there's some new ideas. And and I don't I, I, I do think them pulling some content out and remaking it in a way that is new and fresh, I think will win on some ideas. I think people are getting tired of. Okay, and I know this is sacrilege, but I think they're getting tired of Star Wars and they're getting tired of Marvel and they're getting right. 
I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wearing and there's some really good original content locked up in some of these ideas that are in podcasts. I went and saw the star Wars movie and, um, it was a star Wars movie. Yeah. And it's almost like, oh, wait, are we going to have a land speeder chase? Shocking. Oh, wait, are we going to have a pew, pew, pew with a bunch of things no. shooting? In oh, is there going to be a bad guy? Like, it was, Careful, Dave. Careful. Well, well I don't want to give any you're, spoilers. You're treading, I know, but you're treading on sacred ground. Yeah, but friend, it, there so. was a part of me that was like, somebody said, well, how was it? I go, it was a Star Wars movie. You know, so um, it was good. I enjoyed it. And and we we went on $5 Tuesday, which was Eve, which was even better. I felt I felt better about that free popcorn, too. So you can't beat that. No, it's good for that kind of movie. But but again, that's getting the long series movies. And and listen, I'm a big John Wick fan, but like. John Wick four seriously like are there no other good ideas left on there the planet so many unanswered questions from John Wick three yeah um you know who who uh, I can never though get enough of who are awesome awesome sports. supporters it's right uh, if you um, go out to ask the podcast coach dot com slash awesome uh, you can be one of these awesome people and if I could get my mouse to work uh, I still have the teacher's pet option open if you're looking for some one on one consulting. Uh, you can check that out. But we always thank our $20 supporters, awesome people like Jim Harold at uh, Podlords and um, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Kyle Bondo on Podrecked heard a rumor that Glenn was like going to maybe kind of step back a bit. I had what? not heard. Uh, and that was me. I was like, what? what? So I was going to reach out to Glenn and go, dude, are you like, have you had enough of horses after 10 years? Um, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Uh, Carrie Bond at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. That, of course, is a podcast about island life and the people who live it. Carl White, uh, getting your Carolinas. Go to uh, life in the Carolinas podcast.com. Uh, Kim Kragy over at Toastmasters101.net. Jay Cleveland Payne at morebettermedia.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. You get the post show. You get a little bonus episode every now and then. And you help keep the lights on here. And you help Dave make his uh, car payment and or pay taxes. Whichever one is up at the time. So thanks so much to our awesome supporters. Again, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I love the last chord. It it needs a little ding-ding-ding, yeah. a little <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> uh, I did see a great question. Uh, let me scroll up. Here's one from Penwise. Um, says, I need a refresher in order to get my podcast up and running again. Any suggestions? What do you mean by a refresher? Alas, need to be free right now, to which I kind of want to go, hmm, like, because you can get going for five bucks. Uh, a lot of people are going to say anchor. I'm going to say if it has to be free, if it absolutely you can't skip Starbucks has to be free, whooshka. But I don't recommend that either. But, um, yeah, the way you get up and going is the same way. If you started your podcast and it's been paused, you just hit record. Ross so, is asking how to join, right? Right that, right? Oh yeah. Oh, this. Oh, you don't have the join. You're you have the awesome supporter oh, thing down. There. We can fix that. Ask the podcast coach. There we go. Right down there. Join. Ask the podcast coach. slash join Ross. 
Yes. Always the same every week. Yeah. But um, yeah, so just get up and going. And, and if you have other questions, I'd be happy to, to answer those. But um, if you, if you use anchor, cause it is, it is very popular. Just be very careful when they say, would you like us to submit your podcast to Apple for you? Say no. Yeah, don't do it. Do don't, it yourself. Don't do that. Do that they yourself. just redesigned their public pages this week. So I, I looked at that, and when I went to my public page, I didn't see any difference. So I must have missed something there. But uh, yeah. yes, we were singing his praises earlier. We got two people coming in. Uh, we got yes. Michael in the wings here. So uh, yeah, have him hang tight. I got a good question for Ross. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Ross, okay. Uh, the question is like value of 160 predictions. Uh, all listen, really well done visualizations. We saw them here on the show, pictures, art, like very, very well done. Lots of ways to socially interact with it. I can click on Twitter. It makes a tweet for me. Yeah. Like maybe the best marketing I've seen in a long time. Right. So great job on that. Thank you. Okay. The million dollar question. What does it generate for you in ROI? What is your ROI on that thing? That's it. First, how long does it take you? And then second, what's the ROI? I know I probably should track it, but, uh, it take, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do that. Uh, I, I just fit it in, in between, like every time I am working on something, I take a break. It's like, let's get three more up there and let's get three more. And, uh, let me write to another person and another person and see if they'll do it. And let me remind somebody else. And, uh, what does it generate? Um, first of all, it keeps, keeps me in touch with my network uh, we used to send Christmas cards and, you know, things like that. This is sort of my way of staying in touch with people. There's people every year that um, I don't may not communicate with that much. So I it keeps me in touch with people. It connects people within my network. They remember that they connected through me. It keeps me on top of who's doing things in podcasting, live streaming, video creation, uh, social video stories, YouTube, all these different areas, smart speakers. And uh, that's one of the reasons why it's grown as my network grows. And there's different types of content that I learn about that I start doing um, more people I, I come in touch with. Uh, but it's, it's also like, it's my big blog post for the year. Most of my blogs, most of my blog posts are my shows, my episodes and this blog post is obviously one that people who are mentioned in, who read it, will remember. And so I like the idea of having one one big one. And I like the idea of having something that you do every year and you have some history and you can look back on it and see where, where we've come. And I, I always write an intro section where I talk a little bit about where we've been and what's going on. And then... Uh, you know, I enjoy showcasing all the, the, the different people who've been part of my universe mm-hmm. been on my shows. Or I've been on theirs or I watch their stuff or, uh, we've connected at events and so forth. Dave, would you throw my screen up real quick? So I just want folks to be able to see, and then maybe you could grab the URL and, um, and oh, throw them man. in the chat. It'll block it for me. <laughs> Holy cow. This uh, 160 predictions, uh, Ross, one, let me congratulate you on uh, some amazing diversity. I mean, we don't have diversity here, but you, we have it over here in in what you've done. So some really good diversity there as we think about the different predictions. Anything you learned uh, while you were doing it this year as you think about 
Um, just as you put this together, anything you did differently this year that you didn't do last? Hmm. It's a good question. There, the answer is yes. Uh, what it is exactly, uh, I, I, off the top of my head, um, yeah. you know, nothing's, nothing's coming to me in terms of what I did differently with the predictions. I guess what I've started to do, and I started, I did this last year as well, is add, uh, a, a line about the person's company or their show or something on the card besides their name so people can know something about them. Why did I ask this person to do it? They post, uh, they're from the average guy.tv, they're from the school of podcasting. Where do, where can you find out more information about them? What makes them, yeah. why did I choose them? Uh, I, I think the, the other thing that, um, is different is just the with LinkedIn Live. There's a whole bunch of new people that I've connected with, uh, with smart speakers, Alexa. There's some people who are are in that area. I also went probably a little deeper into the traditional broadcasting industry than I've done in the past, bringing in some TV and radio people. Uh, so there's a, there's every year it gets bigger and there's, I, I try and expand, expand the net a little bit. Uh, but I think what I learned from it myself, um, I think the value of what Twitch is doing for live streaming. First of all, I don't focus a lot on gaming live streaming. I focus on the talk show side of live streaming, the podcast recordings and the interview shows and going live behind the scenes of an event or something like that covering an event. So when I, I I hear people talking about Twitch now, I've come to realize just how much live streaming is going on on Twitch. And although it's primarily gaming, the non-gaming side is growing and you're going to start to see uh, at least what I learned from the predictions is how much the other platforms are taking from what works on Twitch. So it may, may have started as a gaming uh, way to get, get uh, interaction or get monetization or whatever it is, these different little elements that Twitch adds, you're going to start seeing YouTube and Facebook and the other platforms. And then last year I talked a lot about how um, taking a line from my friend, Kim Doyle, who says it's all content that the lines between podcasting and live streaming and YouTube, it's all blurring together. I mean, I do my show live. I record it as a podcast. I make a YouTube video from it. Well, now the next step is captions. Are you doing captions? Are you doing trans? Are you doing a a transcript? And uh, I was up last night. (laughs) I just caught you guys. I was up till about six in the morning playing around with the script. Yeah, I think that's how you say it, right? Script, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so uh, I, I did a blog post for one episode where I actually have a full transcript of the episode, uh, and I haven't yet uploaded captions to burn in, but I'm starting with that and geez. see where we go. So th- there's always more to do with content creation, but I think that's going to become sort of expected. Yeah. soon we've got and if you have a video you put captions up and if you have a yeah. a uh, a podcast you have a transcript maybe available for people on your on your website in a drop down or something that they can check out 
Yeah, we've we've got a question here since you're here, Ross. I thought I'd throw this in here from Geek Homeward says I'm having a hard time adding video, in this case YouTube element to my audio podcast. Try to expand uh trying to expand the scope of my podcast. So Ross, you basically just uh, you're using StreamYard, you you go out live to YouTube and then just pull the audio or what are you doing to to kind of sure. do both? Well, I, I record the audio. Uh, sometimes I record the audio on my Mix Pre 3, but the, if you have a subscription with StreamYard, you can actually download for up to seven days. Right. You can download an MP3 and you can download the video, and that's that's higher quality than what you'd get if you downloaded from, certainly from Facebook, and it's at least as good and probably better than what you get from YouTube. So that's that's how I do it. I do the show live. And then I download that audio, that the audio and the video, the audio becomes the podcast, the video. And of course there's some editing that goes into it. The video goes to YouTube. I also often stream live to YouTube. So it's there. People can watch it as well. And it stays there and I, I may upload a version as well. So there's a lot of different elements that go into it, but I'm a big fan of recording podcasts live. If you can. Unfilled and exciting. I, I wholeheartedly agree, Ross. I think for <laughs> for podcasters whose content is not DIY stuff or is not demonstrative, like it's like this, recording live is your way of getting it into YouTube. Like recording it live, having the talking heads, showing these kinds of things is your integration. Just uploading your audio with a slide or even made slides on YouTube, I don't know if that's quite as effective as actually having real people talking. So I do, you've heard me say this, I think I've even said it on your show that I think going live first for a lot of podcasters is kind of the way to get it done. Yeah, I think so. Ross, I have one question. Sure. Have you been losing weight? I have. I've been uh, eating vegan for the past two months. Because I'm I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm like, something looks different about Ross. I'm like, did he have have a mustache or something? I'm like, no. I'm like, 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 well, Ross, sorry to drag you out of bed uh, for this, but thanks for, thanks Thanks for for jumping in and a great job on those predictions. Like, I hope hope they're very successful for you. Thanks for talking about it. Thanks for having me on. It's it's always great. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Ross. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for jumping in. And uh, joining us, Always fun to have Michael Ray. What's going on, buddy? Michael, we got it. We get. We have just a few minutes. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to thank you guys for what you do. You know, I mean, it's um, it's always fun listening to you guys on Saturday. I just had a fight with my headphone set. Saw <laughs> it all tangled. And I thought, oh gosh, they saw that. But uh, anyway, I really uh, and last week I think it was Jim said that uh, uh, you'll you'll do something as long as the perceived value is good enough. And I don't know how you quite put it, but it really. I told that to a few people and they said, you know, you know, so I said, if you're, if you're really willing to do something, whatever it is, if you don't see the value in it, you're not going to do it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's got to have a payoff for you in some way. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. yeah I just wanted to, cause I haven't been able to get a hold of you guys cause I've been working on Saturday and we got rained out today. So, wow. Well, thanks for the, thanks for the, for appreciating it. A great way. I think for, Dave and I to end the year here, at least on the recorded content. It, yeah. uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for uh, being an Omaha guy. By oh the yeah. Way. I mean, we've been, uh, we, I think we've been, 
what, five years now I've been listening to you guys? Yeah. 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 It's crazy how go long the this road. goes. Used to go down a road in a truck and sit there and try to catch, and I have to stop at a certain point <laughs> so I can finish the rest of the show and then go on. You know, so I would I would hustle my butt to get to a certain point, which I knew right there at Geneseo, Illinois, the video would stop. So I'd sit there for fifteen minutes and act like I'm doing whatever, and then okay, then I'd go. You know, so because I otherwise I missed the show, and that would yeah. that would not be good for America. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, so, well, Michael, thank you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Have, no a, have a have a happy you guys new have year. A good new year. You, you bet. You Take too. care. Take care. Yeah, we've uh, got a couple minutes left here. I, some good uh, questions in the chat room. We got to go back and uh, lightning get, round. Lightning yeah. round. Here we go. <laughs> but I, uh, Kyle did say Glenn is not done with horses in the morning. He's done for 2019. So oh, okay, okay, good. So that and it can't. It th- not everything lasts. For, I mean, the Simpsons aside, right. <laughs> not everything can last forever, right? <laughs> well, that and that's. I think at this point, the longest running TV show, I think it now did out because it used to be Gunsmoke. I think it was, was the longest one mm, yeah. before that because the they Simpsons used to, for sure. It, no. The Simpsons has been going on for uh, forever. So, but it's great content. Like that's they, it. It's somehow, still funny. They have kept from mailing that thing in. And I, I don't know how you do. I think of the guy and I forget the actor's name, but he does like, four or five of the voices on the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Uh, Harry um, Shear. Yeah. He's an actor in his own right. Right. Yeah. He, he does movies, but he, he does this. It would be really, really easy after 30 years of doing voices to go, God, I cannot stand another day of this. Yeah. But somehow they've kept it fresh and relevant for 30 years. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. Banks says South park is right behind them. And my brother yeah. said, cause I, we both kind of like, remember when South park was huge and then and not that it got bad, but like we all just kind of like, yeah, it's South park. It really wasn't quite as uh, Hank Azaria. Yeah. Is another guy that does a ton of voices on that. I show. think that's who it is. I think, yeah. I think it is Hank. I saw an interview with him, Michael, we are not stopping the show. We'll be back next no. week, Saturday. No, no. We're just kind of wrapping up the year. So. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of that, let's uh, a little, little different music this week. All right. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, stick around for some for some post show. Uh, we are here every Saturday at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, have you heard the uh, all the dad jokes? You know, even if you have spectacles in uh, you know three days, we're all going to be seeing twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> all right, let the twenty twenty jokes begin. Yeah. Uh, oh yikes! What do we call those? What do we call the tens? Like it was, remember it was the nineties uh, teens, the teens is what I've heard people say, but uh, it's not, it's not now we're in the twenties, right? That's easy, but I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we will go back and I see where mystic Mac has some more questions in the chat room. Stick around for some post show right after we hear the end of this awesome song. <laughs> 